Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net, and this is Rob, still alive after being buried in the pet cemetery. <laughs> also known as Galaxy's Edge. That's where they, oh, did, man. they built. They built it over a pet cemetery, Jason. I, I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, it's been cracking me up. They're they're like they have like Mandalorian there now in the thing, and everybody is like being like, oh, blah 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 blah. One thing that nobody understands about that is mando i guess how they have it set up right now is if you're on the cruise mando won't show up on the cruise days not the cruise but the the halcyon the the overpriced hotel for the rich i say cruise i say let the rent feed the rich the rancor is what i say but in this one so so basically if the halcyon people will be there mando won't be if the halcyon people aren't there mando will might be will be might be so is what it is and Can't wait for that Mando ride they're going to make. Uh, probably. Um, Dell says, moo ha 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 And I have to read that because he's a channel member. So thank you for being a channel member, Dell. I appreciate it. I think everyone why I'm on the show a, is a channel member. Yeah. Well, you said you said you're welcome. I, you said, could I be on the show <laughs> if I'm a channel member? And I said no. And then you just started showing up. So, yeah. Um, yeah. nothing I can do about it. Yeah, white, white privilege. And then your, and then your <laughs> wife yeah. bought you, bought you the channel membership and said, will you babysit my husband? And I said, yeah, Hol- no problem. Holds it over my head every day. Don't you have a show to do? I pay for that shit. Use this stuff. Will you? We're paying. She loves to quote that line from Ghostbusters. Use this stuff. Will you? We're paying for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, talking Sith became a channel member. Thank you. Talking Sith. I appreciate that. Hey, really quick, everyone at the top of the show, if you uh, just let me know how my levels are. I had to readjust them because the, the, we got a new mic. So if, if I'm I a little soft think, or a little loud, I do let think me know. you could probably go down. I'm just going to guess 5%. I could kind of hear where, where it's peaking a little bit in the signal, but it's not. It's right. not uh-huh. but, but I'll, look, I'll know, look. Yeah, I usually go low. How about that? Well, they go high. That sounds, How about I think that? that sounds good on my. It sounds good sounds on my better. end, but you know that sounds better. That's they don't. Good. They don't really. I speak a little louder than most folks. I, you I know have, what? I'm a very mm-hmm. soft-spoken young man. I don't speak or I yell. Like that's, I have no in between. <laughs> I'm like Ren from Ren and Stimpy. Like that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Um. Yeah. So really quickly, let's get into to some news, and uh, I'll probably retitle this episode after the show because. We had something we were going to talk about from um, Mr. Bespin, but I think Mr. Bespin's going to hold, hold that until he's, he's holding it. Hold on, it. Jason. I got I to gotta eat something here. Hold on. Nom, 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 nom. You, saw, you saw that crow. Got to eat some of that Wait. crow. What, why? When I said there's no way Patty Jenkins or Kevin Feige's movies are ever going to get made. And, yeah, they're not um, getting made. I was totally wrong, right? <laughs> you were totally wrong. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, yeah, we we with what? with those ones, I, I've I've okay. Well, we'll get to the article, but I've been under the like, I've been under the sort of like when it comes to Patty Jenkins one that it's not happening, and when it comes to the Kevin Feige one, I've been like it's going to happen when fucking Kevin Feige wants it to happen, and who knows like when that guy has time for that shit, you know? And I always he's, got, like he's a Kevin, little busy fixing the Marvel universe right now. Well, he was also. I I think that it um his movie was just announced as a 
oh shit, we lost the Game of Thrones, guys. Let's start announcing shit and and hope we can back it up. Yeah, hundred percent. That was was it 2018 2019 it was like late 27 no yeah i was like either yeah it was probably early early 2018 now because i was out for a walk when i felt safe to still walk around here you know before the Mm -hmm. the evil virus you know showed Mm -hmm. up but um i remember that was like within days of the game of thrones guys like well like we're not doing it no game of the game of thrones guys was like a year before but when they announced they weren't doing it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. It was when they shortly when they... after that, that no. Feige got the Feige thing got it. It felt like oh, it was being yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that was, but that was like okay. I thought you were saying never mind. Anyway, Star Wars. Uh, this is from Variety. Star Wars shakeup. Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins movies shelved. Taika Waititi looking to star in his own film, exclusive. Now is it his own Star Wars film? I think that's what it's going to say. When John Favreau stepped onto the red carpet for the season three premiere of The Mandalorian. Oh, and this is by Adam B. Very. Adam B. Very good at scoops. Okay. When John Favreau stepped onto the red carpet for the season three premiere of The Mandalorian on February 28th, the Disney Plus show's creator and executive producer was feeling nostalgic. It's been a while since we've all been all together here like this. Favreau told Variety. Is that our Favreau voice? Can I do that? No, that, no you do the Favreau voice. But I'm you just like, I don't have There is no Favreau voice. You need the visual. Because the yeah. visual is when he just nods his head and goes, oh, wait, 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 you know, I know, oh, I know, I know, I know. Oh, you got to like, yeah, okay, well, maybe we've all been together once, but maybe, you know, it's hard to do that as a voice. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, well, maybe, okay, you could do that. You have to, it's like an improv, you know, where you talk over one another. Like, uh, yeah. was that Robert well, Altman, right? The Popeye Mash uh-huh. guy? He speaks yeah. like if if those movies had a kid. Okay. So yeah, like that. Well, so he's evoking the November 29th premiere of the launch of the show and of Disney Plus itself. It was before the first episode aired. At the time, the Mandalorian was a scrappy land speeder in the vast Star Wars galaxy, nipping at the heels of the Rise of Skywalker, the culminating feature film from Dr. JJ Abrams that was expecting that was expected just a month later to obliterate the box office like a cinematic death star <laughs> i'm gonna give him a little i'm gonna give him a little credit though on and to adam be very there was no like star wars is back and there was like there was none of that bullshit and, and it got the house of mouse he didn't say that so, so good on you yeah yeah, for, yeah no for, toothy, for switching it up no no toothy, toothy abrams no toothy abrams <laughs> instead <laughs> the mandalorian became a global sensation thanks to the incandescent cuteness of baby yoda it's Grogu, you fucking idiot! I take everything back. Um, I, I, I like that's my favorite bit in the first episode of Mando uh-huh. is when Mando says it's Grogu. His name is Grogu, yeah. and Grief goes, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like good. so good. The, the delivery, meta, but it was good. Yeah, but it's perfect meta, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, blasting Disney Plus into light speed with uh, twenty six point five million subscribers in the first six weeks. The Rise of Skywalker, on the other hand, imploded in spectacular fashion. The film earned just half the gross of grosses of 2015's The Force Awakens and the widespread and the widespread scorn of fans. Mm, on that one right there, though, that's a, a little bit different. Like it didn't get the play out. 
Um, and Star every Wars, Star Wars fan gets the wide scorn of fans. Yeah. Every Star Wars and film does. Star Wars movie development has been stuck in the box of Dagobah ever since. This is going to act like there wasn't a pandemic, though. Whereas I like Disney... that stuck in the Dagobah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Whereas Disney Plus boasts a robust fleet of live-action Star Wars series, three streamed in 2022 alone. Not a single Star Wars movie has received a green light, let alone gone into production. But once again, that wasn't what they were trying to do. They were trying to do this Disney Plus thing at the same time. Um, there was supposed to be something filming by 2023, though. That's they, up until then. They could have done with one thing. less. They could have done with one less series, though. This past year, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, uh, well, they could. I mean, the, the problem is when they don't have content, people start start unsubscribing. So uh, the earliest oh, well. a film. No, that's not. Oh well, that's what they want, Rob. They want oh, subscribers. Well. That's that's their business. Oh well, Rob. Oh, well. Rob you're just gonna go on this movie thing again, huh? Bring back no, bring back <laughs> Ducktales. That's the brand I'm gonna go on. <laughs> oh yeah, the subscribers, the Ducktales were. I mean, I like Ducktales. Goddamn right, it was good, but I don't think it was bringing in subscribers. Uh, the earliest a film is rescheduled to debut in theaters is December 2025, six years after the rise of Skywalker. Damn, that's crazy. Um, good thing that it doesn't really feel like it with all these TV shows, though, does it? Not. Oh, shit, it's been mean. six years. That's one of the by the by the time it comes out, by the time we hit December oh. 2025, it will have been six years. It's not for the want of trying. In December 2020, Lucasfilm chief Kathleen Kennedy announced that Wonder Woman Helmer Patty Jenkins would direct the next Star Wars movie, the one-off adventure Rogue Squadron. But in September 2022, Disney pulled the title from its scheduled December 2023 release, and a source with knowledge of the production say it is no longer in active development at the studio. A rep for Lucasfilm did not respond to a request for comment. You fucking cowards at Lucasfilm. Come on. I mean, give me a fucking break. Respond to that. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, we're going to announce movies. Then we're not going to make them. And we're not going to respond to your request to, from the fucking trades about it. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Do your fucking job what, for once. Um, what if they did respond, Jason, but they just sent a link to Wonder Woman 84? Like, is that enough? Like, <laughs> that would at least be a fucking response. I mean, all of their bad shit happens from their lack of communication. You know Fair what enough. I mean, I mean yeah, that's, I that's, that's that. why you have all of these grifters and alt writers and shit who go and make up these lies about Kathleen Kennedy and bullshit because nobody knows what they're fucking doing and they don't communicate. They have they have shit communication. Um, anyways, um, their PR. Sucks. No, Jason. Oh, hey, Jason, dude. I communicate. We was see Patty now. We making NFTs. Yeah, no NFTs. Pictures no. of our little toes, Jason. You can buy no. them. You can own them. No. Want to buy? Sorry, him? no. Uh, okay. No, and Love and you, I and I'm tired of you trying to interview me as Toe Rogan. That's creepy. <laughs> um, in December, Jenkins said in a statement <laughs> that she will still. I, Mm-hmm. I'm half tempted, Jason, to use Dolly <laughs> to create a toe rogue. <laughs> I don't want to devote much effort to this. But. <laughs> so, in December, Jenkins said in a statement that she was still developing Rogue Squadron, but I don't know if it will happen or not. I'm going to say it's definitely not going to happen. Based off of this article, it's easier to say that, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think once once the windows missed, it's probably not happening. Uh, meanwhile, Variety has learned that a possible Star Wars feature produced by Marvel Star Wars studio chief Kevin Feige is also no longer in active development at Lucasfilm. So I'm guessing once once Waldron went over to do that Marvel thing, it was off. I, That's I didn't what think I that thought. Was, yeah, I didn't think that was going to be the case because there was so much time. I thought maybe he turned in a draft and then they moved on, but maybe the draft wasn't 
what they wanted. No. When uh, news of Feige's involvement with a Star Wars film broke in December 2019, it churned up fan speculation since widely debunked that he was in line to replace Kennedy as the leader of Lucasfilm. The movie remained no. alive as recently as May of 2022 when screen artist Michael Waldron, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness told Variety that he'd start working on a Star Wars screenplay for Feige. I'm enjoying having the freedom of that to do something that's not necessarily a sequel or anything, Waldron said. And for, for the record, people need to get over this whole thing that the last thing that it, somebody did is what Lucasfilm judges anything by. Uh, that's not the case, and it's fucking stupid. Um, people, yeah, what's his face wasn't fired because of regarding no. Henry, you know? Like, no, regarding Henry's the J.J. Abrams movie, uh, from like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, but you know the one I'm talking about, yeah, Book of Henry. Is that what, what it yeah, was? Yeah, Book of Henry, yeah, god damn, they will have no, Henry in the he was fired. You can't fault me for that. I, I got the yeah. colors mixed up, he was fired because his script sucks. Um, five months later, Feige hired Waldron to write the script for 2026's Avengers Secret Wars, the endgame style culmination of Marvel Studios' multi verse saga between that project and the 19 other titles and counting that marvel's announced for theaters and streaming in the next four years feige's responsibilities to the mcu are keeping him far far away from star wars for much of the decade so but so basically feige feige doesn't have the time so therefore it was always a fucking made-up piece of shit thing that was never really gonna happen as for Ryan Johnson, well, it wasn't. I mean, they obviously hired Waldron, but what's that? I'm kind of glad because I've been afraid that they were going to get Peyton Reed to direct that Star Wars film. No. Oh. As for Ryan Johnson, the in-demand filmmaker has made no secret that he still wants to make the Star Wars movies he first announced in 2017 before the release of his film, The Last Jedi. And Kennedy has been clear that Lucasfilm still wants him to. But Johnson's immediate priorities, continuing his uh, Benoit Blanc movies and f with Daniel Craig for Netflix and season two of Peacock's series Poker Face with Natasha Leone. Is it Leone or Leone? I don't know. Will keep him occupied for the foreseeable future. By the way, Rob, are you watching Poker Face or no? Uh, no, I'm watching uh, Pele Face. It's the Pele Star Face. Wars. Yeah, it's his new um, series. It's Pele there was, there was Crimes. It was just an episode where Phil Tippett was like in a relationship with Kathleen Kennedy a long time ago, like in not like in like a work relationship kind of thing. And then and then Kathleen Kennedy marries Frank Marshall, but then Kathleen Kennedy kills Frank Marshall. And then she needs um Tippett's been Phil wearing Tippett, his skin ever since. The <laughs> Phil Tippett to like make like a dummy of him so she could ask for forgiveness to him. But then it turns okay. out Kathleen Kennedy is actually the killer. But it's not them, you know. It's like all based off oh. of them, and it's like it's like at ILM and everything. It's it's pretty pretty funny. So, anyways, so what's uh, back to variety? So, what Star Wars movie could slot into that open December twenty twenty five release date? Sources say Thor: Love and Thunder filmmaker Taika Waititi continues to work on his possible Star Wars feature, and he would most likely have a part in it as well similar in um, prominence to his standout role as an imaginary Adolf Hitler in his Oscar-winning 2019 feature, Jojo Rabbit. And although Lucasfilm has yet to officially confirm it, sources say the studio is committed to a Star Wars movie from director Shermin Obeid Chinoy, a two-time Oscar-winning documentarian, Saving Face, A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness, 
who made her live-action narrative debut with two episodes of 2022's Ms. Marvel for Disney+. Plus. Um, Damon Lindelof, Watchmen, and Justin, uh, Justin Britt Gibson, counterpart, were attached in October to write the script for that movie. Whether one of those films or some as yet unannounced project lands in the front of the line has been fiercely guarded secret at Lucasfilm has been a fiercely guarded secret at Lucasfilm. But sources say the studio will begin to unveil its plans for the future of Star Wars cinema at the Star Wars Celebration Convention in London the weekend of April 7th. That announcement, however, will compete with, with expected updates for at least four Disney Plus series, including the final season of the critically acclaimed Andor, new shows from Leslie Headland, The Acolyte, and John Watts' Skeleton Crew, and the first major push for Ahsoka, a spinoff of The Mandalorian and the animated series The Clone Wars, starring Rosario Dawson, that aims to debut in late summer. So for now, but, Lucas um, will message to Star Wars movie fans, patience you must have. And None Mark, of those announcements will be streamed, right? No. Yeah, no, okay. that's... Um, so one, here's here's something else. Here, here we go. We'll get into that real quick, too. Um, can you see the image? This is from um, this is from today. This is funny. Yeah. Hello there. Just so you know, thank you for reaching out to Star Wars Europe 2023. Upon checking with the show team, there is no live streaming of this year, and the event is full face-to-face celebration. Thank you. Have a good day. And then uh, that's on the heels of this. As for fans at home, the return of Star Wars Celebration Live from London means you can catch colorful commentary, surprise celebrity guests, and exclusive interviews on the live stream with your host, Anthony Carboni, um, Christina um, Ariel, Christine Baver, and um, Jamie um, Stangroom. So so basically what that tells us is they are not going to be streaming the panels. They're going, But they're going to stream like this little like talk show thing out like on the show floor. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's not really the best solution is it so so yeah no 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 streaming of the panels and uh, i'm sure a lot of people will get that confused and not understand what that means but is what it is but uh anyways yeah so so uh the trades are basically making it sound like it could be taika's movie that's next or it could be the lindelof feature and um then uh what's his name uh what's the guy from the hot mic snyder snyder, snyder is snyder. saying yeah jeff snyder saying um it's not taika's next it's the lindelof lindelof yeah and then and the the last thing that i heard was it was the lindelof one next as well so gonna think that most likely the Tycho one will probably follow that. I think that's the most likely scenario here, but you know, if they cast a... David Hasselhoff, we can get a Lindo Hoff movie. <laughs> well, I mean, there is always a, there's always the off chance that, that, chance. that the writer, well, no, the, the writer strike is going to fuck shit up. Oh shit. And everybody's acting like it's not a thing because it hasn't happened. But that's that's just human nature to be reactionary instead of proactive, and Disney is usually a bit proactive on this. Like for the for the live action 
Disney Plus television shows, they've been very proactive. That's why they made a surplus of them. Because they're going to be able to weather that storm without a content interruption. Hmm. And um, so, but what does it mean? I Because we don't really have anything deep on what draft is the Lindelof, you know, what, what, what draft are they on? First are draft. they, what's that? <laughs> first draft, they go right, right to shoot him. Right to shooting from first draft. Yeah. yeah. That's the Favreau way. You just write it, shoot it. <laughs> if it was Book of Boba Fett, but not, I don't think the other ones, but and Iron no, Man but, one and two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man fucking they're making up as they went, weren't they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not being facetious. It's no, no, I know. It's, uh, I know. There is a record of this, you know? Yeah. But but when it comes to this um, Star Wars movie, I, I don't see how they they could really do that without being like really far into it, and then you end up with a problem with like revisions, and it's like they're gonna have to. I think no. I think if they were to go, if they were gonna go live with the, and make that movie this summer, and in the when there is a um, actual like strike going on, they're gonna have to allow improv probably to some extent, oh, yeah. and they're gonna have to have some some performers who can improv at the same time. Yeah, yeah. We well, just get Jonathan Hales to uh, write some notes, you know, little little post its, mm-hmm. and uh, it's good enough. Yeah. I wonder who I wonder who wrote the sand line, Lucas or yeah. or Jonathan Hales. Oh, uh, John Knoll. He John Knoll could have been on yeah. John Knoll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I blame most of this on on Knoll, but yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I gotta go back and uh, play some uh, some Fortnite. All right. Bye. <laughs> Jay, I hope you don't catch any bullshit now that it, now that there's a Star Wars celebration live stream. No, but they're not live streaming the panels. Like that's the whole thing. I, it doesn't. Do you do you really care what people are saying out on the floor, or do you want to see the panel? Like they're not going to show it. That's and that's always what we said. The panel. What they've always said in the customer service thing is they're not streaming the panels, and that's. But they're they're just saying that you there's got, gonna be that show. You got it's different. The streaming wrong. That that that's a good one. That's a good take. It's a good hater take. Well, no, no, but that's that's what they're no, but they're are they are gonna act like, oh, there it is, it's there. But but when the day comes and the panels aren't streamed, they're gonna be like, What? They're not fucking showing the panels? And they're apparently they're not. Yeah, this is like at BlizzCon if you you when you only see the people at the booth on the main mm-hmm. floor, right? And they show the intro to everything. But then all the real discussions happen on the panels, and they don't stream those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like you want to see the panels? Like, yeah, okay, the the little intro bits fun where they make those big announcements. But then when they do the Q and As, they ask all the people the stuff, and they got the artist there. They show concept art. That's where the real shit happens, you know? Like, yeah. So, so it's going to be like, uh, in theory, Lindelof shows up at this thing. Wow, you guys just announced your new show. Yep, we did that's that's going to be your celebration if you're not there and you're not in the panel so did you see any more yeah he did at the panel well where is it he didn't stream it oh i guess that's what jason was talking about they won't say that but, yeah. no they won't they'll call me a fucking liar an idiot a dummy uh that fucking wacky broad from star wars explained we'll go, nom, 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 nom. and then you know what they'll um, do jason you know what they'll do they'll claim you said Chris McQuarrie was a Scientologist. <laughs> hey, that was you. that's not true. That's not true. It was you. <laughs> no, said Ralph McQuarrie. Did know. He said Ralph no, McQuarrie, Ralph McQuarrie. Was, yeah. was in Heaven's Gate. Yeah. So. He was on Haley Bob. <laughs> yeah. That's where he went. That's why he couldn't oh, do the prequels. Oh, shit. Oh, 90s no. humor. Oh. 
So good. But yeah, yeah. And I, I know you get it, Farm Boy. Farm Boy says, Yeah, I get that. I figured there'd be some asshole coming at you. Oh, there always is, you know. There always is. Sometimes it's, it's okay. It's okay. Sorry, okay. Jason. Oh, it's your fault. Sorry, I do sorry I do that. It's your fault. All right. Can you see the story? Is the story up from bestmanbulletin.com? I got to get through all his ads. Hold on. Yeah. No, I can't see it. It's not up. It's not, it's not up. No. Stupid thing. There we go. There it is. Hawkeye and Palm Springs cinematographers on board for Star Wars series Ahsoka. And uh, that movie was shot not shot well. So that doesn't. this doesn't make me um, sad. Um, you can buy Bespin a coffee. Nobody does. So why would you? Um, in recent <laughs> weeks and months, we've been learning who the directors of photography will be. <laughs> so bad. On the upcoming <laughs> Star Wars series that have recently wrapped production or are currently in production. Hey, I mean, it's like, I appreciate everybody who supports the show and supports Bespin and stuff like that. But like on this show, we're about to lose 1080p. I don't think I'm going to pay $500 for 1080p if people aren't down to you know, help with that because I don't watch the show. I just do it. So <laughs> if they want to contribute, then I'll keep it in 1080p. But $500 is a lot of cash. Um, just last week, we learned that David Klein, the book of Boba Fett and Sean Porter, Green Book, will helm upcoming Mandalorian spinoff, Skeleton Crew. And before that, we discovered that Chris Teague, Only Murders in the Building, and James Friend, all quite on the Western front will act as the cinematographers cinematographers for the acolyte. However, one series we yet to learn that the cinematographers of was Ahsoka. And that was until right. goddamn now it has been revealed that, um, Odo Nemens 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 Otto Nemens that Eric Silberg is on board as one of the two cinematographers of the project. So it's been revealed by Otto mm. that Eric Stilberg is on board as one of the two cinematographers attached to the project. Stilberg sounds like Spielberg, but he works out. Stilberg is probably best known for <laughs> sounds like the porn version of Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> Max is like, oh, I'm about to make that booty the color purple. Um, Stilberg is probably <laughs> best known purple. for being the cinem- the color purple. Uh, yeah, um, for being the cinematographer of well-known films such as the Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, Ghostbusters Afterlife is a good-looking film. So, I'm I'm a, I'm a more with that. And Dwayne Johnson led Baywatch. Oh shit! <laughs> hey man, Juno? we all gotta work. Stop. And 500 Days of Summer, which starred Zoe Dachanel. Man, this guy, Bestman Bolton, he just likes to talk about hot chicks. He just, he just doesn't want to say it. You could tell. Like, he's like, you know, I don't talk about hot chicks, but oh, look, look right here. He even put a picture of her. Like, look at her. And look, like it's Ryan Johnson's little buddy. Um, Stilberg. <laughs> Nick with no mustache. Also has what? a bevy <laughs> of cinematographer credits for television work, including Eastbound and Down, one of the best shows ever created billions and previously worked with disney for marvel studios hawkeye series and look oh look we're having coffee oh my god um as mentioned yeah that uh that that's a that's a mike um porter dad joke and 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 then that led me to record but not release purgle rain 
Um, as mentioned, um, Stilberg is one of two directors of photography of the Ahsoka series, with the other being Tran, uh, Quinn Tran. The Tran's film work isn't quite as well known as Stilberg's, with most popular movie work being the critically acclaimed Andy Samberg-led Palm Springs. And like I said, Palm Springs has some really nice cinematography in it. With other past work, including Life in a Year, starring Cara Delvine, and uh, The Little Hours, starring Aubrey Plaza, my girlfriend, and Allison Brie. <laughs> Tran is probably best known for her TV work, which includes two miniseries, A Teacher, starring uh, Kate Mara, and Maid, with... Man, there's just too much stuff, Bespin. But yeah, look at the shot right here. Look, it's little Sam Burke, and he's like, I'm in a big old pool. Um, the Ahsoka series is set to release this fall, according to series lead Rosario Dawson. And I'd expect a trailer to be released next month at Star Wars Celebration. And then you could um, listen to the Bob podcast and you can follow him on Twitter. Hive and Mastodon. You know what? I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Don't follow him on Mastodon. Who fucking cares? Which server? There's like three thousand of them. It's like GameFly back. Remember those GameFly servers when you could rent yeah. your own game server? It's like that. It's weird. Yeah, I know. I, I wish Mastodon was just a Twitter clone. We could just go like, "Bye, Twitter." Um, right. But um, Dave Filoni on Ahsoka and his Star Wars transition from animation into live action. The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels creator currently has The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Bye. Jermaine. Oh, Jermaine. Jermaine's a nice guy. Um, for years, Dave Filoni was the Star Wars animation guy. He worked side-by-side side with George Lucas on Star Wars The Clone Wars. That was followed by the first Star Wars project released by Disney, Star Wars Rebels. He also produced uh, both yes. Star Wars Sorry. Resistance, Resistance? And, uh, Star Wars The Bad Back. But with the birth of <laughs> Disney Plus, Lucas's protege began trying other things. Santa's, Santa's so, show. <laughs> Santa's, oh. Later this year, he's going to have his first full live action show, Ashuka, which is very likely to continue the story teased at the end of Rebels. When Rebels was released, Floney was predictably coy about what was next. He left a huge piece of story dangling at the end of Rebels and wouldn't say when or if he'd pick it back up. To briefly recap, Jedi Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn disappeared with space whales on Ahsoka Tano, and Sabine Wren teamed up to look for them. You can watch the video embedded below. But as it's now looking more and more likely that he'll be doing exactly that with Ahsoka, and in live action no less, we asked if he could tell us, was that the plan all along? Did he know Star Wars Rebels would continue, but in live action. That's an interesting question, Filoni replied to io9. <laughs> I would I like say, your voice better. <laughs> you know, because of working with Jorge, I have a possibility of working in live action where I'd never seen it before. No, Jason, you got to say Jorge. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Jorge. Be like, Jorge. Emphasis on the whore. <laughs> what? No, no, Jason. I'm only saying that. That's not what I meant. I just meant oh. you gotta pronounce it like oh hey. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. All right. He says, I didn't know if there was something for me. <laughs> 
but after Stupid. working with him for so long and the way he taught me and then Kathy Kennedy coming into the company, one of the first things she and I talked about was, is there potential for me to get exposure to live action? And what does that look like? And so, of course, that was right when we began. <laughs> she said my potential for exposure and what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just my chance no, again. you're the Falone dog. Oh, my God. I yep. can't tell. So the funny. red dog dick of the Falone dog. <laughs> what is the potential of my exposure? <laughs> oh, so, God. It's too easy. <laughs> so, um, that was right when we began producing Rebels. The most important job I had at the beginning of this whole transition of Lucasfilm and Disney was to get that show up and running to make sure that's a strong title for us coming out the gate. But, you know, as I was watching JJ Abrams and Ryan Johnson and Gareth Edwards and all these different people coming in and exploring live action, I was able, thanks to Kathy to get exposure to that type of production and what that's like when and he so, shot the vader fight right <laughs> no that's not no not sure at all it oh, was incredible was incredibly exciting and interesting like i said if there was any truth to it at all at all maybe during like the storyboarding previs phase maybe he like offered suggestions or something but anyways he goes <laughs> yeah, with something like this he pulls out his big red stick and everybody just runs yeah <laughs> Whoa. It's gonna be like you're chasing them down with your big red stick, <laughs> just cutting it and winging it around. <laughs> Shoot it! Like well, it's just like that, right? <laughs> well, that's what they used to call me, call them Mondays, uh, back when okay. Rick McCall was still there. Anyways, right. I mean, I love animation. Floney continued, I love what I do there, but I think creatively as an artist, you have to be constantly pushing yourself into new ways of telling your story or expressing yourself through different mediums, and it became something that I was interested in. I just had no idea if I'd be good at it. It's different. And then um, Jermaine goes on to write at Gizmodo, where Filoni found a happy medium between live action and animation, a place where he could use the skills of one to get better at the other, was on a show that didn't exist when Kathleen Kennedy first took over Lucasfilm, The Mandalorian, created by Jon Favreau. There are similarities in the production pipeline John was working with, Filoni said. Thanks to his work on The Lion King and Jungle Book, there was a lot of crossover with what he was developing in animation. And so for me, it was a little different. It was a little more of a natural fit where I could get confident with that incredibly talented crew. So still in all of that reflection, Filoni had yet to answer our goddamn fucking question. I know. I was going to say, this is a lot of fluff. Everybody. Did he ever yeah. consider that he get to continue the story of Rebels in live action as opposed to animation? At the time that I did the epilogue in Rebels, I had an idea of what that story would be. And it was definitely, so all of that, to just answer the question, I would say yes. It was definitely an option in my mind that, wow, this could be a live action, could be live action if I go forward forward with this. So yes, he, he, did, he intended it for it to be live action the entire time. <laughs> there were a bunch of rumored shows that weren't, that were just made up, you know, that wasn't true. None of that shit was true, but there was a lot of things that if he continued, which was, can I tell the story as well? What does that look like? What's the budget like? Who's going to play these characters? There are so many unknowns, but it was definitely on the table as well as just continuing in animation. So he says it was on the table, but that's obviously because if they're going to tell the story, they're going to do it one way or the other. So he literally didn't really say very much. And so that's how I stuck with 20 seasons of the Bad Batch. 
No, we only have one and a half seasons of Bad Batch. So no. why live action? So why live action over animation? And can he confirm that Ahsoka is one hundred percent a continuation of Rebels? Since we know for a fact that Ahsoka is in it, Sabine is in it, and Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn. Um, he says you have to decide what's best for the story. Come on, Filoni. It's like an almost as <laughs> bad did? as fucking lucasfilm not answering the trades phone calls uh and i think we found you know whatever my story is about in ahsoka i'm very pleased <laughs> so no he won't 100 confirm a goddamn fucking thing but we all know yeah we all know and you know i didn't know john would be doing mandalorian at the time when i did that epilogue feloni added that was all in motion but i didn't understand ahsoka's role on it certainly but I do know this time period because I grew up with a lot of expanded universe material in it. And so I think that's also been an influence on what the future holds for everyone existing post return of the Jedi. So that's, that's, that's that story, you know? And then this, uh, this next little one that we haven't got to, it makes me happy. Um, and it says the Mandalorian is finally giving everyone under the hel helmet proper credit. <laughs> Something like hey. early on, I was getting a lot of shit about from people because I was like, Pedro's not even in the suit most of the time. Pedro Pascal may be the big name on Disney's hit show, but he's only one part of the Mandalorian character, also by Jermaine. So the Mandalorian made a huge change for its third season, and maybe you didn't even realize that it. it happened during the credits where all the familiar famous names are given prominent placement over the super cool concept art. Pedro Pascal, Katie Sackhoff, yeah, we all know them, Emily Swallow and Carl Weathers, sure. The two names who aren't familiar, Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder. Wayne and Crowder are not household names to many fans, but they're as important to the show as everyone else on the fucking list. Uh, there's two of the stunt performers who double as the Mandalorian on the show. Is Pedro Pascal in the armor sometimes? Of course. Is it always Pedro Pascal's voice? Yes. But for most of the stunts, fighting, and even lots of the more general onset things, it's Wayne or Crowder under the helmet. Yeah, when he like, just walks around and stands there. You know? When it came to Mandalorian Season 3, every fucking day, me and Bespin talked like, hey, you got Pedro there yet? Nah, you. Not at all. <laughs> like every single day during that production, he wasn't there. Um why is it a big deal to see those names of prominent placement in the credits this season? Well, a picture's worth a thousand words. And here's this year's credit. Big, bold, no qualifier, right along with the other key actors. And you can see it right there. You can see a little IG-11 going, my baby, give me back my baby. And then Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder. And here's the no credit. Squishy. Here's the credit for the season two finale. You might need a microscope. <gasps> and, you know, where are they? It's, this is smaller than my dick. I can't see it anywhere. <laughs> All right. Can't confirm. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, the old credit, which is the same place as has been since season one premiere, comes not only as the main cast and main production people, but also the secondary cast. And these performers play the titular character. What, who wrote this? Best Bulletin? So to say it's an upgrade and improvement is almost an understatement. It's a huge, huge bump up the chain. And having seen the second episode of the season, we can confirm the credit is in that episode too. Once again, at the end of the co-starring section over a piece of concept art. io9 has reached out to Lucasfilm for possible comment on the reason for the change, 
but we can sort of figure it out ourselves. Wayne and Crowder, as well as Barry Lowen in the final in the uh, final ep- is that finale episode, are on screen just as much, if not more, than the other actors of the show. Just because we don't see their faces doesn't mean there aren't aren't crucial actors as well as stunt performers. And now the show has finally acknowledged that, which is which is nice because, um, yeah, they're they're really playing the part, you know. Yeah, show Dick some respect. Hey, want to see a cool spoiler from the next episode yes. of The Mandalorian? Yes. So this show we, me, show we me. haven't shown this. This has been out for a few days, but okay. this is the Mythosaur's eyeball. <gasps> it says, main imagination. Imagination. So I like when they put that watermark right over the whole thing so you can barely see the image. I'm yeah. pretty okay. sure it, it's it's the watermark is actually like from the Disney Plus screener. Oh, the one that you can't. Well, then like. I like that. That prevents anyone from leaking it early. <laughs> it, it makes main imagine. Main imagination is like, look, if we cut off the Gmail part, this could be main imagination at Hotmail. They don't fucking know. You know what I mean? You can't prove it's main imagination at Gmail because it's main. I mean, it's not. It actually says germane imagination, but they cut that part off. Like. Oh, Thanks, Jermaine. What are you doing, man? Oh, and we also got another spy shot of. Um, of the pirate from Skeleton Crew. I'm um, sorry. Here he is, here he is right here. <laughs> so. Good troll. Good troll. <laughs> it looks and, like the Cookie Monster's weed cousin. You know what I mean? <laughs> weed. Mo- <laughs> and then, um, and this is from when the Batmobile came to my mall. <laughs> is that from when the guy won the Batmobile? And he was saddled with debt. No, no, this is this was actually like the studio. I th- I think this was like the studio just doing like mall promotions at that time. Because uh, this is this I believe this is the one from Batman Returns, and it was like come see the one that's gonna be in Batman Returns. Yeah, the only only Keaton Batmobile I've ever seen in person was the one at Six Flags, the, the stunt one they would have there. Okay. That might be the yeah. same one for all I know. I, I'm not sure though. Yeah. I was like, I took that picture and I was like nine or something i've seen so. that in close i saw the batman forever batmobile at comic-con in 95 which not impressed and i saw the bat pod before the movie came out or it was even known at magic a big clothing thing out in vegas mm-hmm. and no one knew what the fuck it was and i'm like this is it this is the fucking because i had seen all the people filming you know the sequences and stuff you know on online yeah. And uh yeah. I didn't think to get a photograph with me on it because you look stupid sitting on that thing. <laughs> yeah. But it was fucking I did get to sit on it. It was fucking not like the uh, Tumblr one or whatever it's called they're calling it, whatever it was called. The Tumblr was the main vehicle, but the pod was when it turned into a a Kirabyte, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. I see. Um talking my buddy didn't says... appre- hold on, my buddy didn't appreciate it until six months later when the movie came out and he was telling me well, i got to sit on that we like, shut up no one cares like <laughs> shut up I, I was on the set for bet midler's the boys <laughs> uh i'm not kidding <laughs> i like bet midler shut i was up. at vasquez rocks i'm like i wonder what this movie said is this a, is this like an arnold movie and then like the security guard's like you can't be here uh it's a bet midler movie called for the boys and i was like oh okay I got to audition for Radio Flyer. Never got to meet Dick Donner, though. I, I, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah, that's all I oh, wanted to do. The last time, I, hey, if you're going to get beat out by someone, let it be Elijah Wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, Talking Sith says, I mean, if I was Taika, I'd put myself in a Star Wars movie. And then Dale says, yeah, I mean, he already did that with IG-11. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's and he, in Thor, he plays that one guy. So 
I would imagine that's sort of almost a given that he'd play something. But yeah, I never looked. Did um did we ever get it confirmed that he was the voice of IG Eleven in the new um episode? Just, did anybody check that? I'm curious. I forgot to look. I don't know. But um, yeah. So Rob's Rob. He says he says Dell says you're on today. You're on, you're on one today. Was I off yesterday? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was all right yesterday. I mean, I you know, um, none of Del us says, are on I don't, point. Like as a true, as a true, gotten down. Dell says I don't watch 1080p. I have mine at 366, and I can't read anything on the screen. <laughs> I yeah, wish there cool. was a good videotape setting. You know, on YouTube, you could just turn it on. You get like the cracks and the CRT lines and the 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 noise. You know, just build that mm-hmm. in to any video. Just. I mean, we could work on it. No, that um, takes effort. I mean, just let YouTube do it. <laughs> Star Center says, hey, YouTube, why get no notification of MSW live streaming starting? That's because YouTube is the worst platform around. But unfortunately, no, it's Twitter the one beat that is. by a mile this year, Jason. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, Come like, on. hey, I'm just saying Vimeo for life, okay? No, I'm kidding. But there's not really a better option, is there? Sand is 30 minutes behind on the show. Come on, Santa, watch it faster. Um, Dell says, and then she said, waving <laughs> that thing around. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, Dell says they're not going to kill the Mythosaur. It's the main character with Gurgur for the next 800 years. Well, that's one of the things about that, that like to like be clear. Um, we know like they go, like they go to it, like they go after it. It's like a thing. It's a confrontation later on. And what we're getting is like the setup for it, but we don't, yeah, we don't know for certain if they go to kill it, if they go to take a scale off its back, if they fucking, if they just write it and it becomes their fucking Falcor friend, like never ending story. I have no idea, like on that part, just that it, like I knew that they were going to shoot it. They were going to shoot the let's take on the mythosaur. So, um, yeah, what that ends up being. Get- well, then, then I, then I saw, without being specific, there was got information about her having mythosaur armor so you know there's a little bit of um of an assumption on my part that if they they do something to make that armor for all i know I think, they fucking beat the shit out of it and it shits a pearl and they make you know the armor out of the pearl i don't know they couldn't kill a gator like how they yeah, but, take out a mythosaur? but that was the c team you know what i mean that wasn't that wasn't din that wasn't bo katan it was a bunch of fucking like babies and shit. It was like a like, hundred fucking other dudes that couldn't do it. But the bunch of, they're all new. They're all a bunch of new fucking new recruits and like and children. So they that's why the that's why the armor has to jump in there and like save do them. Nothing. And then no, she jumps in there with her little the, thing. The, the, the cannon isn't doing anything. She, goes, she jumps Whoa. in with a hammer like that. That's great. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I don't mind the idea of that sequence. The execution of it is a step mm-hmm. down from Fuqua's uh, previous work, I, I feel. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the that's the thing. It's like we know if Din was fighting it, it would have been like the season two opener. But once again, it's just not that. The whole thing is just to get that, to get him in there in the end one and to blow it up and to make the gag. Like that's, it's a lot of ceremony for the gag. So it's yeah. funny or it's not to i guess right i mean yeah, good compositing though yeah it doesn't i mean don't a couple of the people flying around is a little bit like funny but it's good though i mean compared to especially like what we had in the 80s 
when you would see like the stop motion monster go in and you see, whoa, you know, whoa. I love in the Rocketeer when he turns into a stop motion doll when he flies. (laughs) I love it. Clearly, you could tell. Like, Um, Dale says the armor was about to take it out when Din came flying over the mountains. Yeah, she probably, she probably, I think the implication was that she was going to beat the shit out of it, you know, but with a hammer. With the with the hammer and I think she has like I can't remember I think it's like like a hammer and like a pickaxe like a like a pointy thing, so yeah, yeah sure uh, sure she was I don't know I mean no I, you want to take no. this to the back pages of Wizard magazine yes <laughs> to Palmer's picks who, who would win in a fight yes who would win in huh? a fight the Palmer. the dog monster or uh, uh-huh. the other thing or or Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah. That Clearly. Makes sense. I mean, I think it would be. God, these people. Yeah, here, here we go. This is the same guy. Oh, it's wrong. There will be live streams. And for fans at home, it's like, no, you're not fucking reading, dude. You're not reading. But once again, I would love to be actually wrong in them to actually just like live stream panels. Um, Christopher Lloyd solos the Mythosaur. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Lloyd's like, all right, everybody, here we go. I'm I'm level 300. I've been playing this game for 79 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dell's all. It's a pair of tongs. Okay, yeah. See, you know, <laughs> she's, kinda, she's gonna grill him. Hey, if Mr. Miyagi could do it, could take out some flies with it. Maybe she could do it. I don't know. He didn't. Daniel took out the flies. That was a whole gag. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I know. But I, I'm gonna, I mean, I I always assumed he could do it, though. Like, it's fair no, to assume. That was the whole point. He's like, he even says, you ever do it? Not yet. And then he does it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I love that. Love that bit. Yeah. Do not question my knowledge of the first Karate Kid film. Like, like nope. Hey, don't pretty, get touchy on I it. Gave a kid I a, believe you. I, I lost my best friend, you know that, to Karate Kid? Yeah, we just got done watching it. We went out to my backyard, and I tried to crank kick and hit him in the face, and he got a bloody nose, and I was so sad. And he never talked to me. And then he moved away. That was the last time I ever got to talk to my childhood friend. Yeah, from from preschool through first grade. When 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 I was a kid, um, my my friend Robert didn't come to school that day, and he had some like like holiday he had to go do. And I was like, you crazy guy. And I, I went like this, but my hand missed and I, I hit him in the nose right here and it just started gushing blood and he was screaming. Dude, just like it that, was, yeah. I felt horrified. Was, I've never... Yeah, that's how I felt too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Um, Talking Sis said, could Lloyd be the leader of Bo's wayward followers, the leader of Mando's that never left Mandalore? I mean, it, it's, it's possible. I, I got the impression, my impression was that i have to sneeze <coughs> excuse me um is that the um um what's her name what's the what's the wrestling girl mercedes benz she has some fucking new name mercedes Whatever lane name. mercedes lane yeah yeah drive no, um, license to drive yeah no whatever the the wrestling girls the wrestling woman's name is cardoon no that's the us i don't know the, the the one the one who's with with axe woes there's axe woves and then there's the wrestling girl. Right? And Mandalorian. If you say so, okay. You know who she is. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. So I'm 
the way I took it was Sasha Banks and, and Axe Woes, um, they went off and went became marauders because they're like they just stopped following her. And so I think that's who those the wayward people are. Th- thank you, Dale. Yeah, Dale's like Sasha. Yep. Yeah, Costco Reeves. Thank you. Thank you, Farm Boy. Oh, Costco. Costco I remember Costco. Costco Reeves and uh, Axe Woves. So yeah. I'm guessing that it's them. That like that, like that's that's my take. But then like what it sounded like from what I had heard was that there were two different other clans. One with I like I said, the white, white old crusty dude. <laughs> Careful when you say the white clan in Star Wars, Jason. Yeah. Warning That's you. what it is, though. It's the white clansmen. <laughs> the uh, white Mandalorian clansmen. And okay. then the other one uh, is a dark-skinned, old, crusty, dark-skinned dude. And uh, they're sort of brought together at some point. Um, and um, whereas the implication being they were apart and separate. So, so my guess this is a this is just a radical guess is that we have at some point uh Casca reeves is beat down by bo katan with but they have the dark saber they're like get in fucking line and then they axe wolves and Casca get in line and then they're like well what's the problem well the problem is old crusty white dude old crusty dark skin dude they don't get along so we got to get those motherfuckers in line then they go and they get them in line with the armor now everybody who's around is is there and then i guess they go back i guess on mandalore that's when um the shit's gonna start to like go down with the mythosaur stuff and 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 revitalizing it somehow and then uh that's when gideon comes into play and then i'm guessing that there's gonna be another episode that's basically just gideon centric of gideon's fools um the cloner and um the bridge lady getting him out of prison, getting getting the Star Destroyer, and then getting back to being annoying to, to the bad guys or to the good guys. And I think that if they're going to go back to Mandalore, Gideon's probably, this is also an assumption, but the fact that I, I know he gets new Mandalorian armor, a helmet that goes on his head, that he's going to make uh, a claim for the, that throne. And um, we also have dark saber. we also have that weird shit with the uh, Praetorian guards and stuff like that too. So who knows how down the first order rabbit hole this season goes, but there's some shit ahead. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And I don't know how it's going to exactly going to unfold. So we just have like all these sort of disparate pieces, but it's going to be good. And, um, you know, then we got Ahsoka and then we got skeleton crew. So it's going to be, going to be a cool year for the live action, you know, side of things update eight minutes behind now two times speed come on santa only two times speed it up man <laughs> uh, doesn't he like it when we sound like elves he has he used to always watch oh he likes way. it he is into it it's ways he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's like you work for me now um <laughs> dell says i beat my friends up too until carl mink then he came walking down main street and picked picked me up both me and my other friend kyle no, I never. South Park? I never picked a fight with my friends. I, it was an accident. It was just, you know. God I, damn it, guy. Philip, Philip never <laughs> talked to me again. Um, think you'll turn up anything for chapter nineteen? I doubt it. 
to be honest with you, unless they send out screeners to everybody but me, and then everybody but me tells me <laughs> about what was in it, and you best been what was in it. That's the best then, part about not getting a screener is you're not signed to an NDA, right, Jason? Yeah, if they just gave me the NDA, I um, wouldn't leak a goddamn thing. That's the funny thing right. about it. But they want to play favorites, and, you know, you can be goddamn Willow, but... Not, not <laughs> he didn't even give you that shitty show, dude. So fucked up. <laughs> no, 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 no. They gave me Willow. Oh, they did. Okay, I thought yeah, because they, they they knew they knew it was like telling me they weren't going to come in my mouth, and then they came in my mouth. That's that's fucking. That's how that Willow show was. Terrible show. Terrible Nothing show. to add to that one, Jason. Terrible. They just fucking blasted me. <laughs> I was I felt so fucking used. It's a family show. What are you doing? Oh, oh you're what? right. You're right. Okay. It was like We're all it came, came all over my man tits. And I rubbed it in because they asked me to. And then they were like, that was Willow come. And I was like, oh no, no, it come. It's like copper tone. Then yeah. Man. Yeah. I really, really, really was looking forward to Willow too. You know, and I gotta say, like, whenever fucking something goes a little bit wrong in Star Wars, like, oh, somebody's like, oh, Gorian Shard's not up to my standards. I'm like, fuck you. Go watch Willow, you son of a bitch. That's what I say. I watch Solo. It's about the same. No, no. Yeah. It's getting progressively worse, isn't it, Jason? No. Just keep letting these guys, keep letting these Kazdans in in on stuff, right? No, um, Willow is, Willow, I think, is what happens when dad helps. (laughs) I mean, sorry. Solo is what happens when dad helps. Uh, Willow is what happens when dad's not there. That's that's my takeaway at the moment. But, yeah. I'm just going to forget Willow ever happened and move on with my life now. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be back tomorrow after we watch the Mandalorian episode. And we'll, we'll, oh, that's we'll, tonight? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll review it in the morning if you're cool with that. Yeah, just not in the middle of the freaking night. Yeah, yeah, no, you you mean at two in the morning is what you mean, right? No freaking way, dog. <laughs> no, like 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 eleven, like eleven a.m. Yeah, time? I'm up by six. You know, like yeah. that's fine. I'm just not staying up mm-hmm. for any show, man. I don't I don't care any show at this point. I'm not staying. I'm I'm not the I'm midnight screening guy. Yeah, you know, like you go to that midnight screening and you can't even enjoy the movie because you're half asleep. No, so, not me. I mean, I wake up. Jeez, I've I get seen energized. you fall asleep on these shows. Like, like you were with James, no. like just passing out once. No, like, I get, I get James energized. fell asleep on the show. <laughs> I get, I become a new man. When the you legitimately on. fell asleep, started snoring like like I become, three stooges. I become a fucking powerhouse of energy when I watch the shows. I'm revitalized. Yeah. But the problem is, is when I stay up and then I do it, then um, I can't go to sleep, and then my whole week is fucked. So yeah. that's why that's why I'm gonna that's why I'm like hey I, I told you this a year ago I'm like we're we're forty we can't do this anymore you yeah. know I know you don't like the show but there's a great scene in <laughs> Friends when they realize they're aged and they can't go partying anymore they're like I want to go home and have a cup of tea and go to sleep you're making time. me want to defy Friends and stay up tonight and review the show <laughs> just ignore <laughs> you know once Monica and, and Chandler get married once that's done it just stop it. Anything past that? It's if there's ever an episode that doesn't have that fucking theme song, then I'll watch that one. There might have been one episode I didn't do it. To be honest with you, yeah, that's yeah. that's the episode for me. The one where they mm-hmm. don't have a theme song. Yeah, but yeah, that song sucks. Yeah. You know what song is better than that? 
that fucking I would walk nine hundred thousand miles. <laughs> that song sucks. And it's Crash still Test better. Dummies is my jam. They, they, no, he got the song. Mm, yeah, same guy. Right? No, no, know. it's not the same. No, the, oh, it's that was the, the same dude. What was it? They weren't the pretend. No, the pretenders is what he called. So you don't even know, Jason. They're all the same. <laughs> no, it's not the same. Band. But the Crash Test Dummies is a great song. Where he sings about the things he thinks about. The proclaimers. I would walk it, where he, it's, it's stuff that he thinks about during sex. And he starts thinking of singing about UFOs. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's about UFOs during sex. It's great. It's a fantastic song, Jason. I think you, you should go back and revisit that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, Meg finally caught up to your spooge moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's like, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, there's two, two kinds of people in the world. There's Friends people and there's Seinfeld people. I'm a Seinfeld. No, I'm people. both. I'm both. You can't be both. If I do. You I, both, I walk both. If you think you're both, you're a Friends person. That's it. You're a Friends person. Look, if I'm on my own, it's Seinfeld every day. But I can watch Friends happily. You're a Friends person. It's too late. You've been sorted. The sorting hat <laughs> has decided you're a Friends person. Because Friends people think they're Friends my... with all the shows. I'm the only one here who has their own real ending for Seinfeld all worked into the playlist. I think I'm more a Seinfeld person than you. <laughs> so think about that. What in the Ross and Rachel is the Seinfeld? It's your favorite show, Meg, if you don't know. It will be. You know what the fun show. part about Seinfeld is, is all the cameos you never knew. Like mm-hmm. when Brian Cranston shows up and his wife uh, from Breaking Bad show up in another episode. Yeah. And when Glennis McCants, numerologist Glennis McCants, shows up in an episode of Seinfeld for one bit, yeah. <laughs> it's in the coat when they go when the Kramer's stuck in the uh, the store because he he sells George someone his coat, you know, and he's like naked back there. Yeah. Dell says I was a Seinfeld before I was a Friends. Well, if you became a Friends, you're not a Seinfeld anymore. You're out of the cult. It's, it's like it's like the Mandalorian. Like once you take off your Seinfeld mask and you put on the Friends one, you're done. You're out. You're, you can't come back. I think my favorite episode of Seinfeld is just from that first season when they're stuck in the parking lot at the mall. And they can't remember where they parked. Yeah, that's a great episode. Carrying, yeah, <laughs> they got the goldfish. And, like, and they, you know how true that pissed. was in the nineties. They get fined. <laughs> you ever pissing? been to? You ever been to Horton Plaza? Horton Plaza was this mall in downtown that had a. Uh, it had a parking garage that would the elevator would go to every other floor. Mm-hmm. So you get off the elevator and your car was in between floors. You could look through a crack. You're like I need that floor. Like, I'm, not the, I'm not on this floor. So every time that episode would play, I'm like, fucking, they had to go to Horton Plaza. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Rick Fitz was on was on Seinfeld too. All right. Well, and, and guys, we're gonna we're gonna call it a day, a night. Yeah. And I am I'm actually um, Kirby Enthusiasm is probably my favorite show. That I is you. Like I've watched Kirby enough. Of it. Is, is better. Yeah. It is better. Yeah. But um, talking Sith, good call. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow, um, eleven a.m. Pacific Standard Time, to review the Mandalorian Part Two, Season Three, Episode Eighteen, um, Part Two, Mando Verbs Twenty Seven Thirty Six. Uh, the episode is 47 minutes long. And I just and... want to say, mm-hmm. they really should make Jason Alexander Uncle Ben just to complete the Seinfeld Marissa Tomei bit in Spider-Man, right? Like, like they really should. 
<laughs> it should have yeah. made Jason Alexander the dead Uncle Ben on the Spider-Man. <laughs> that just you know, like that would have been so yeah. good. Yeah, somebody put that on Twitter, and I sent it. I uh, responded to um, Best Ben, and I was just like, "Fuck you, man." Um, great stream, guys. Bye, everyone. Says Darth. Bye, Darth Maximus. And uh, later, I'm gonna. Oh, and and rural farm boys gonna go fiddle around on with the Discord. Do that, man. Do it. All right, everybody. We'll see everyone tomorrow. Enjoy the the show. Enjoy the Bad Batch if that's your jam. And we'll see everybody then on the flip side. Complain about me in the comments. Peace. Yeah. It's the end uh, everybody. of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. No, you should go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.